Welcome to Market Street to Main Street, AIM's legislative episodes of the Hometown Innovations podcast and a supplement to our e-newsletter, Legislative Summary. During the legislative session, this weekly podcast series will offer a rundown of what happened at the Statehouse and important legislative action and issues our members need to know about. You'll hear AIM's expectations for the upcoming week and the team's strategy for addressing critical legislation. Hi, welcome to Market Street to Main Street, a special legislative series of AIM Hometown Innovations podcast. I'm Jennifer Simmons with AIM, and each week I'll be joined by two of my colleagues, AIM CEO Matt Greller and AIM Government Affairs Director Jenna Bentley on this podcast, which will be sent each Friday of the session along with our e-newsletter, AIM Legislative Summary. Matt, Jenna, how excited are you that we've moved from a video format to a podcast format this session? Very, um, mostly because I have to dress up every day, Monday through Thursday, and so a little less pressure to get ready for the the podcast version of this. (laughs) Matt, thrilled? Thrilled as always, Jennifer. Just excited that the legislature is back in session mostly. Oh my gosh, I don't believe that for a second. Not for a second. Uh, Jenna, it's a short session for our newly elected officials listening that are not statehouse nerds like the three of us. What does a short session mean? Um, what it means kind of calendar wise is that it's shorter in nature. Um, <laughs> it'll last from January 8th to mid-March. I think March um, 14th or 15th is the last day they can go, although they're already talking about ending early. Um, but that's a common rumor every session. Every session. So, uh, yeah. Um, but what it practically means is they don't open up the budget during short sessions. So any big picture fiscal matters um, will likely be saved until the 2025 legislative session. Also, practically what it means is things move really fast and amendments um, get added to bills at a, I, I would say probably a higher rate because there are bill limits in a short session. So instead of dealing with introduced versions of bills, you might see more amendments um, play out this legislative session. Mm-hmm. What are some of the like? I know there's a million you know legislative deadlines and markers along the way, but what are some of like the key uh, points that that people listening to this podcast each week are going to hear us note? Yeah, that first week of February is a really big, um, important deadline for this year's General Assembly. Um, I think it's February 6th uh, or 5th is the Senate third reading deadline, and the 4th um, is the House. And it's at this point where a bill will have to have moved out of committee off the House floor over to the Senate. Um, So process-wise, a bill gets introduced in the House, it goes through committee, it passes out of committee and is voted on by the floor. And if that doesn't happen, then that bill, um, by that deadline, then that bill won't move forward um, for the second half of the legislative session. Um, So that's really important. And then looking at the second half of session, um, that deadline is late February. Um, and then the first couple of weeks of March is when the, the conference committees start and conference committees, I'm sure we'll talk about, um, as it gets closer, are a really important time, a really fast, 
paced time where if there's um, a House bill passes and the Senate makes changes or vice versa, there's room for negotiation on those changes, but also there's room for um, unrelated items to get added to bills. So that those that will be the first couple of weeks of March, um, that time frame. So basically, no issue is off the table until the session ends um, in the middle of March. Right. Um Matt, we have about 50 new mayors coming in as of January 1. We have countless new council members, clerk treasurers um, that we're getting to know. Why is it important that they immediately invest time in getting to know their legislators, understanding the legislative process, uh, looking at our information about bills that are being filed? Why is it so critical that they, that be one of the things they do right away? I guess very important particularly in a short session and jenna alluded to this you know during a short session there's typically a vacuum of a larger overarching issue so that means legislators have more opportunity to file bills that have a direct impact on cities and towns and that's always the case in a, a legislative session but I, I find it more so during a short session and sometimes, even if those bills seem small or innocuous, they have a, an impact statewide that can be far-reaching. So while many of our newly elected folks have only been in office now for two weeks uh, as of the recording of this podcast, and they're trying to learn you know, the ins and outs of city or town hall or what, what their job entails or some of the nuances of things that need to be done locally, a really important piece to that is making sure your local legislators understand how things work back home. Uh, and that's just critically important to your job. It's amazing, you know, just a few words in a particular statute can completely change how things operate, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse uh, locally. So if you have not yet uh, reached out to your legislators to introduce yourselves and, and open that line of communication, would strongly encourage you to do so. I know we've already had a few of our newly elected folks come to the state house in the last week uh, to make the rounds and introduce themselves to their legislators and legislative leadership, et cetera, uh, which is fantastic, but uh, we can always use more, more of those folks. Right, no doubt. Um, so this week, just looking at happenings at the state house, uh, the governor's last state of the state, occurred. Um, it's probably a good time. I'd like to talk in a few minutes about anything that was announced impacting locals, but maybe take, let's take a, a few quick minutes on how impactful Governor Holcomb's administration has been for cities and towns. Um, so a lot of those announcements have come over the years out of the state of the state address, but under the umbrella of his next level agenda, uh, we've seen real movement in particularly in quality of place initiatives for our state, talent, attraction, whatnot. Uh, any comments from either of you guys about, um, you know, Governor Holcomb's time in his legislative initiatives that have helped cities and towns? Sure, I can start. Uh, I'm sure Matt will have something to add because it has been incredibly impactful. And I think that's um, something we need to educate our members on a lot of the programs that cities and towns are benefiting from right now came to be during 
um, or funded under Holcomb's administration. And so when you talk about things like Ready, the fact that there's been two rounds of $500 million infused into that program for quality of place type projects isn't something to take for granted. Um, the road funding conversation that began in 2016, but really passed during the 2017 session during Governor Holcomb's first legislative session is still having a tremendous impact on cities and towns across the state with the community crossings matching grant program. And I think his state of the state alluded to that. You know, the programs that they've established are only as good as those who know about them. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think a lot of his last year will be um, focusing on that um, as he wraps up his term. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, I would agree to what Jennifer said, or Jenna said, she said it very well. Uh, the, the focus on, you know, ready community crossings like Jenna just talked about, uh, other programs have, has been fantastic. I think the leadership during the pandemic, uh, while nobody is ever going to be happy with any anything that comes out of a governor's office, <laughs> I think he did a fantastic job of navigating our state through that process and I think leaned heavily on local governments, particularly mm -hmm. cities and towns to, to help in that process. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't agree more with that. I thought that the early days of his leadership during COVID were outstanding. I think next level trails, broadband, both um, also something that have been helpful for cities and towns, especially in talent attraction and quality of place. Um, you know, we've talked a little bit about this, but let's dive in a little more. For months, um, it's been the sort of scuttlebutt that lawmakers just weren't going to tackle anything major this session, that they were doing a lot of fact-finding. Like you mentioned, Jenna, it's not a budget-writing session, but they also had some big-picture things they wanted to, to extend out for a couple of years. Um, so that being said is that is that ringing true? Because I think we hear that a lot. Every short session may not always flush out that way. What, you know, I guess based on what you're seeing so far one weekend, are those predictions going to ring true, Jenna? I think it depends on your perspective, I'd say, of the big picture issues. Um, the governor's office, the Senate, the House have all kind of aligned on the Republican side on the reading proficiency and ensuring students are reading by the third grade. So that's like the the one kind of big picture policy. But as I'm sorting through bills that have been filed, I still have pages and pages of a list of bills that AIM is tracking. And so just an awareness for our members, I think this is going to be an interesting session where there's issues that your municipality might care about, but other municipalities might not. So I think it's going to be really important that if you have questions on specific bills that you're talking to not only us, but your individual legislators, because there's a lot of bills that are going to be heard in Senate local government and House local government, government and regulatory reform. So sometimes that's a harder conversation for us to have um, because there's just so many issues that touch cities and towns in a variety of ways. Yeah. Matt, what's keeping you up at night so far? I think what's keeping me up at night right now is the 2025 legislative session <laughs> and issues that will likely address there. We will be tackling major financial policy questions, whether it's related to property taxes or income taxes, 
They will probably open up the rounding formula uh, to look at potential inequities between larger communities and smaller communities, which we represent both. So that that'll be an issue. And you'll see little nuggets throughout, I think, the session this year that will begin to set the stage uh, for that conversation in 2025. So that's maybe not quite keeping me up at night yet, but certainly where a lot of the focus will be over the interim uh, and into the 2025 session. All right. uh, guys, before we wrap up for this week, Matt, Jenna, anything you want to add? Anything you want to make sure people are aware of for the week? Just to add to, to Matt's point, I think on some of these larger issues that we continue to tell our members are going to happen in 2025, I do, as he said already, there's going to be road funding conversation. There's going to be property tax conversation that pops up this session. So just word of advice, like, We'll keep you updated, but I do anticipate that it'll play out in 2025. But, you know, if that changes, be sure to look out from communications from us. And so definitely read the legislative summary carefully. Um, but I was, as always, don't hesitate to reach out if you have any questions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for now, please, like as Jenna said, make sure you're reading the top five five issues of the week in our legislative summary. You can look to the bottom of your legislative summary for a complete bill tracking list that we'll be building over the next couple of weeks. So you'll look at that today, but more bills will be filed um, prior to next week's legislative summary uh, So and added to that list. So be sure to check the bill tracking list each week. And finally, mark your calendars for the AIM Legislative Dinner here in Indianapolis on February 20th. It is, it is free for all AIM municipal members and a great time to have dinner and get to know your legislators. Uh, you can find more information on that at aimindiana.org. Thanks for joining us and we'll be back next week with another podcast highlighting the legislative matters of the week.